Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. Uh, I did a, a recap show right after Ole Miss beat Southern Miss 10 to nothing in the first game of the Hattiesburg Super Regional. Uh, did a, uh, a, a live recap, uh, an instant analysis, whatever you want to call it, uh, after the game. So that is what you're going to hear right now. Me talking about Ole Miss dominating Southern Miss in game one of the Super Regional. Uh, So that is coming your way in just a second. But I want to remind you first, if you do not already, follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky uh, or YouTube or Facebook under the same name. Uh, Also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please do. I know a lot of you listen in browser on supertalk.fm. I appreciate you. But if you don't want to do that every time, just hop on over to your podcast app, search Rebel Report, and subscribe. And the podcast is brought to you by... LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. I hope, I hope that you got your weekend started at LB's. I spent the morning behind the smoker. I did some uh, poor man's burn ends, had some sausage, did some pork tenderloin as well. It all turned out fantastic. You should do the same today if you're listening on Sunday or tomorrow if you caught this on Saturday night. You got to get that started at LB's. They also have lunch specials on Monday through Friday, but they are open. They'll be open when you're listening to this to go get something to grill before the game on Sunday. Go by, see Greg, tell him that I sent you. Also, Advantage Business Systems. If you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology solutions, office technology. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, if it's tech, If it's in the office and you need it, absms.com is the website. You tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you. All right, here we go. Instant analysis, post-game recap, Ole Miss 10, Southern Miss 0, and the Rebels are one win away from the College World Series. Here you go. All right, here we go. Ole Miss just, well, I say just, not really just. It's been uh, about an hour now, a little over an hour since uh, Ole Miss uh, finished off Southern Miss 10 to nothing in game one of the Hattiesburg Super Regional. My name is Michael Borky. I'm always glad that you guys are with me, especially on days like this one where we're talking about a Super Regional game. It was uh, highly hyped going into today, and the game honestly didn't live up to the hype, so let's talk about it. Uh, Let's talk about that. Ole Miss, again, 10 to nothing, the dominating winner over Southern Miss in game one. Tanner Hall going tomorrow, though, for the Eagles. If you were were looking for anybody to help you even up this series, it's that guy, that's for sure. So Southern Miss, obviously, not out of it yet, but an emphatic game one win for Ole Miss. And here we go. Evan get, gets the optimism started, says Ole Miss loses the next two, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've heard a lot of that already from my Ole Miss fan friends. People expecting the worst and uh, just hoping for the best. But um, you should feel really good 
after the way they played today. But anyway, give me one second and we'll get started. I'm just going to share this out here. I don't know how long I'm going to last tonight. I'm feeling like absolute garbage. So uh, forgive me if I cut this off earlier than I usually go. I just need to go lay down. I feel terrible. But um, it's, you know, my flu game. I, I, I got served a bad pizza earlier. A Michael Jordan, you know, playing the Utah Jazz. Park City's Papa John's gave me a bad pizza, man. But I'm going to power through best I can. I just don't know how long I'm going to last. Don't know how long I'm going to last. Live right now. In here. Hope you all are having a good weekend. As good as you can if you're a Southern Miss fan uh, watching this right now. I hope you have as good of a weekend as you possibly can have. All right, it's out there. Let's get started. Ole Miss, again, wins 10 to nothing. Dylan DeLucia was very, very good today. His pitch count ran up a little bit. Um, he probably could have gotten through the six, but no need to. Ole Miss went, made the right decision, went straight to Jack Doherty, and he closed the game out. Struck out nine on just four hits, but more importantly, no runs on five and two-thirds. Jack Doherty was excellent for Ole Miss. He came in in relief, did not give up a hit in his three and a third. Uh, struck out just one. Threw 36 pitches. Uh, probably would be available tomorrow or Monday if they absolutely need him. Uh, but a real, I mean, you could not have drawn today up better if you're Ole Miss. Hurston Waldrip uh, went five complete, but the thing is with Waldrip, the four walks, uh, th- that is very uncharacteristic of Southern Miss pitchers. Um, the stuff was very good. You guys saw what I was talking about all week with the stuff. Uh, I mean, I know, look, he gave up five runs in the game, uh, one of which, if I remember correctly, came after he was taken out of the game, but the batter, or the runner, excuse me, was still attributed to him. But you saw what I was talking about. You saw the elite-level stuff from Waldrop. His command was not there, though, and when Ole Miss hit the ball, they made him pay. And so he, again, five complete, uh, five runs on just six hits. Four of those were earned. Struck out 12, really good stuff, but he walked four, and that was the difference today. You cannot give this Ole Miss offense free bases because that is how they have beaten people this season, and they did that today. And more importantly for Ole Miss, they scored 10 runs, not a single one, was a home run, not one home run for Ole Miss today. That was something, a a talking point from a couple months ago now, but this team didn't score runs during the season, really, unless it was going over the fence. They scored 10 today in a Super Regional. None of them came from the long ball, and it just goes to show you how this team has dramatically changed. I mean, starting just a couple weeks ago. No home runs. Again, they had... Uh, 10 hits as a team, and the only starter for Ole Miss that did not have a hit in the game was Justin Bench. Everybody else that started the game for Ole Miss had a hit. So it was a balanced offensive day. Uh, Waldrop was erratic. You, you made him work. Kemp Alderman had an at-bat earlier in the game, or early in the game. That was just a high level at-bat, and it led to him. Let's see, I'll find out exactly when it was. It was early in the game. It was in the third inning. His sacrifice fly to deep left field in the third inning was an elite level at bat. That was the kind of thing that Ole Miss had to do if they were going to win this series to the Southern Miss pitchers was make them work. And that's what Kemp Alderman did. 
His at-bat was a microcosm of what Ole Miss needed to do this weekend, and they did it all day. But that at-bat especially is something that I will point to if Ole Miss wins this series as kind of a defining moment. Now, we'll get to the home run, not home run, foul ball, grand slam thing here in a second. But that was, from the Ole Miss perspective, a defining moment for the game today. As crazy as it sounds, in the third inning in a 10 to nothing game, was that Kemp Alderman at bat. That was an elite, le- that was a high level at bat against a guy that struck out 12 batters in the game who's got high level stuff. He just fought off pitches and fought off pitches and fought off pitches and worked a count and worked a count. And I thought when he hit it, the ball was going over the fence. It looked like a home run swing and hit, but nevertheless, a, a very productive out, a deep sacrifice fly. That was the kind of stuff that Ole Miss needed to do today. And that is exactly what they did. You could not have drawn it up better for Ole Miss. Uh, they they got to Waldrop. He was erratic. They got into Southern Miss's bullpen somewhat. Um, and they only used two pitchers. Uh, you didn't have to go to Brandon Johnson today. Josh Mallett is still available. I, I mean, again, Doherty, I think you can probably throw again if, if you really need to. Today went about as perfectly for Ole Miss as you could have drawn it up. And so now, can Southern Miss respond? Can can Tanner Hall take the ball tomorrow and deliver? I mean, he's he's going to have to shut Ole Miss down. He's going to have to do that if they're going to have a chance tomorrow. Can he do it? Can Southern Miss bounce back? They've got the pitchers to do it. They've got the guy throwing tomorrow that can do it. But today went about as perfectly for Ole Miss as it possibly could have, and we'll see how uh, Southern Miss can uh, respond. So we'll get to your comments now. I know some, one of you is going to talk about the Grand Slam thing, so uh, I'll just get to that whenever uh, or whoever uh, brought it up. We'll just get to that then, and uh, and we'll fire away. Again, I am I am just not feeling uh, particularly good uh, at all. So I, I, I don't know how long I'm going to hang on, but I appreciate you guys nonetheless. Uh, tomorrow I will fire this up just for the record immediately after the game or while the game is still going on. Uh, It'll be one of the two. I'm not going to make you wait an hour and 15 minutes or whatever to do a game recap. It's going to be either immediately after the game or even before the game actually ends for uh, for what it's worth. Memphis Rebel gets us started. Whoa, big jump down to the bottom of the comments. Let's try that again. Memphis Rebel gets us started and says, by the way, Ole Miss should throw everything at Southern Miss tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, and, And I expect them to do that. Uh, I imagine Mike Bianco is going to have a bit of a quick hook on Hunter Elliott tomorrow, depending on what the scoreboard looks like. Uh, because again, you have Mallets, you have Johnson, you can throw Doherty again if you want to. I mean, you've, you've got options and you've got your entire bullpen still available to you. And Southern Miss, I still believe has the advantage in game three on the mound. So you want to, if you're Ole Miss, do everything you can to go ahead and end it tomorrow and, uh, and not, protect yourselves for a game three Garrett says let's go in all caps got to get this over with don't want to play Monday I agree Evan says I've seen this movie before um Memphis Rebel says nah they usually lose game one win game two then lose game three Cole Reb 2000 says and see this is exactly this is the team that was supposed to be playing all Year. I said on Twitter yesterday that it's going to be very fitting knowing me and who I am uh, 
that the team that I spent the entire season, almost the entire season, bashing because of underperformance makes it to the College World Series. That will just be so fitting for me. But you're right. This is what you always thought they were going to be. And you always knew, even through all of my criticism, you knew that this was in there somewhere. This team was too talented to be playing as bad as they were. They were too talented to be playing as bad as they were. Now it's shining through, and it, it's Tim Elko, it's Shot and Ye, but more importantly, it's Delusia, it's Elliott, it's the bullpen. They're pitching it differently now, and, and that has changed everything for this team. And now they're one win away from the College World Series. This is what they were always supposed to be. And this is why I was so critical of them all season long, because this is what was always in there. This is what was always in there. Alan says, being a Hattiesburg resident and an Ole Miss fan, I hate this series. Robert just says, let's go, Rebs. Um, Let me answer your question. Um, Let me answer your question with more... Um, knowledge. I'm going to pull this up to make sure I actually get uh, get you some accurate information here. Three o'clock tomorrow, by the way. Three o'clock tomorrow. Um, for some reason, for some reason, somebody told me or asked me, um, because it, like, okay, sorry, brain fart. Um. Somebody asked me why they didn't have the game time scheduled yet. And they they do. Uh, it's three o'clock. I think Monday is maybe where you were you were thinking, but no, it it, it was Monday that um it was Monday. That's TPA, not uh, not tomorrow. So Memphis Rebel says, how many good arms did Southern Miss use? Like, did they give some down the lineup guys some innings? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, it's, um, they're still pretty fresh in the pen as well. They are. They had to use more guys today. But for example, their best bullpen arms, um, Landon Harper didn't pitch today. Dalton Rogers didn't pitch today. Ramsey didn't pitch today. Yeah. So they've still got some dudes in there somewhere. Colreb2000 says, my question is how tight is Southern going to be tomorrow? Elliot throwing with house money. He is. Now, uh, like we talked about going into this weekend, um, it's it's different. I, I don't think it's totally fair to say that Well, he's pitched in the SEC, therefore this is nothing to him. I I agree with that to to some degree. Like the atmosphere itself, like crowd noise is not going to affect him when he pitched in Fayetteville, right? Does that, like, I agree with that sentiment. But it's different when it's, all right, Hunter, College World Series on the line here. Regardless of how many people in the stands or what that atmosphere feels like, it's different when it's, hey, Hunter, College World Series, go for a freshman because he has not been in this position before. The atmosphere, the people, the crowd is not going to bother him. But we'll see how he elevates his game or if he elevates his game with the stakes 
because it is different pitching with the College World Series on the line as opposed to pitching on a random Saturday despite being at Baumwalker Stadium in front of a great crowd. So um, curious to, to see what his nerves look like tomorrow being a, uh, a young pitcher in this situation for the first time. Johan says, good job, we'll Miss. They played really well, and Southern Miss didn't. Still have at least one more game tomorrow. Have this series going to three anyway. I did as well. I did as well. Uh, Tanner Hall, I mean, if Johan, down one game in a Super Regional at home, who would you rather have? So at least there's that. Who would you rather have? Garrett says, gosh, I was so excited after that Notre Dame win versus Tennessee in game one. Watched game two. Anyone see that early bat spike after the home run? It's truly like WCW wrestling and all the showmanship and drama go Irish. Um, boy, the, the, some some media that cover that team kind of showed their you-know-what yesterday. Uh, look, I, I am anti-umpire and referee and all of that. I am. I'm, I'm quite critical. Probably too much. Umpires, especially umpires, try to make things about themselves. Like the Elijah McNamee home run that absolutely blew Duty Noble apart. And you've got the first pace umpire when he's really not taking that long, screaming at him and yelling at him to get around first base. I think that's a joke. Uh, You saw it after an ECU player hit a home run. He admired it for half a second and an umpire comes up behind him and shoves him down the first baseline. That kind of stuff is unacceptable. I can't stand it. Turning around to an umpire and to his face, using specifically the F word, but cussing at him to his face, dropping multiple F-bombs at him to his face, is not defensible. It's not... Uh, it's not ump show. It's none of that. That does not belong in sports. It does not belong in sports. Heat of the moment, I get it. Uh, you know, I think players shouldn't be suspended an extra game when they do that. Just, I don't know. I I understand that young people get caught up in a moment, right? Like, it doesn't mean he's a bad kid. I, I, it doesn't. But that is unacceptable. It is inexcusable. The umpire was absolutely within his right to throw him out of that game. And when he did, the answer is not ump show or they were out to get Tennessee or whatever. And trust me, if an Ole Miss player or a Southern Miss player tomorrow turns around and yells F-words at the umpire's face tomorrow, I will have the exact same take right here on this very stream and on the radio show on Monday. It's not an anti-Tennessee thing. You can't do that. It, 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 period. No matter the stakes, no matter what's going on, the umpire was absolutely within his right to throw him out of the game. He should have been thrown out of the game. Quite frankly, Tennessee players have been getting away with stuff like that all season long. The, the I've thought the SEC needed to step in on some of this stuff for quite some time now. Because they do, they embarrass themselves in some cases. That especially, but the defense of that, even Tony Vitello didn't defend it last night after the game. So people in my business defending it, I thought that was bad. Uh, William says uh, Southern Miss's catcher cost them the game. No, their offense being unable to score runs cost them the game. 
uh, it wasn't the catcher. Uh, he had, a, I mean, he had a rough game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, is there is there stats available for like pass balls and stuff? Um, I, yeah, I I can't see them if they exist, but um, heat pass ball. Yeah, um, they only give him one pass ball here. It was more than that. He was awful. But that's not why they lost. Look, Ole Miss today was the better team by every margin. They pitched it better. They hit it better. They they fielded it better. That, that's it. I mean, that, that's really it. Uh, so it's not just one guy. It's not just one thing. When you lose 10 to nothing, you got beat in every aspect of the game. Brett says, look at uh, five, talking about Mike Bianco making a good pitching decision. Bringing in Jack was absolutely the right move with that lead, saving nickels and mallets for potential future needs. Absolutely. And the thing is, he was so efficient. I mean, it was what? Three and a third, and he threw 36 pitches. Uh, So you probably didn't expect that kind of efficiency from him. But because you got that kind of efficiency from him, he might even even get to use him uh, maybe Monday. Or, hell, maybe even tomorrow. So, that was a big deal. JP says, uh, our Southern Miss fan here says, win, lose, or draw, tough day at the ball yard. Southern Miss had chances to scratch runs across early on the back of Waldrop's 12 strikeouts. A strange box score, that foul grand slam seemed to swing momentum. That's baseball. Yeah, look, so I was tweeting from the Sports Talk uh, account today. Um. 99% of the tweets on there are me, just for the record. Um, But but I was tweeting from there. And and so I've got my two-year-old running around. Also, I'm trying to watch this game. And I saw what everybody else saw initially. Before they really zoomed in, you know, the first couple of replays, it looked... On my bad TV, it looked like the ball went behind the foul pole, obviously being a home run, which would have been an absolute game changer in that moment. So I'm tweeting, almost Grand Slam looked fair to me. What did you guys think? And then like two minutes later, they do that extra zoom in where you very clearly see the ball go foul uh, indisputably so, and so I corrected that later. But either way, um, so that's where those came from. That's where that's where that thread came from. It's I saw it, and my TV's not good enough. So initially, it was like, that's a that's a fair ball, that's a grand slam. And then they got the right camera angle where they zoomed in super close, and clearly it showed that it was foul, and um, that's inarguable. You know, I still see some people, you know, it's on Twitter, but I still see some people actually trying to argue that that was a a fair ball and should have been a grand slam. Absolutely not. Uh, Scott Barry in the postgame even said as much that, uh, you know, he was going to challenge it because you challenge just to get lucky, but he knew what the outcome was. He knew that that was a fair ball, and he was lucky that he didn't use his challenge, that the crew just looked at it anyway. It's indisputable. It's inarguable um, if you are one of those few people that still think that it was a fair ball. I, I hate to tell you, you, you are incorrect. It's it's indisputable that that was a, a foul ball. That would have changed the game. And then going from thinking you hit a grand slam 
and the sirens are going off in the stadium or the, the foghorn's going off or whatever, the train horn, whatever it is, the horn is going off and you think you hit a grand slam and then they take it off the board, rightfully so, but they take it off the board and then the next pitch is a strikeout. That was a, a brutal swing in the game and then Ole Miss just blew it right open after that. That was a really, really tough stretch for uh for southern miss so and he says back at it tomorrow with the ace on the bump absolutely absolutely um how about tennessee yesterday yeah just mentioned that sorry i'm i'm way behind on these comments here but i appreciate you guys uh being a uh, a part of this um ramsey says the rebels dominated the golden eagles today they absolutely did I love Bianco's post-game comment after the game saying we just need to treat tomorrow like a business trip. Um, what's the key to beat Tanner Hall? Uh, lay off the high heat. That's where he can really get to Ole Miss batters. Boy, I mean, I mean, he's got he's got everything. He's got absolutely everything you want in a pitcher, but especially chasing high fastballs. If he's throwing the high heat and you're chasing it, he's got you beat because he'll, then he'll drop a really good changeup in there and, and – He's not going to give you free bases, so lay off the high heat. Really work into counts, just like they did today. But but that's the key to me, is if you see Ole Miss laying off high fastballs early, you should feel really good about their approach. But if they're chasing, he's got you. He's I mean, he's a great pitcher. His numbers back it up. And again, with Waldrip, you guys saw today with him what I was talking about, how good the stuff is. Again, I know, look, he gave up five runs. I get it, but you saw the 12 strikeouts. Tanner Hall um, is better than him, um, more efficient than him. Um, Ole Miss is going to be tested tomorrow. They they are really going to be tested tomorrow, but that's the key is laying off the high heat. So, And, yep, they have a rested bullpen. So does Southern Miss, though. Uh, they do. But, again, they could not have gone better for Ole Miss. JP says, what a day, though. I'm a sucker for history and Mississippi sports history. I enjoy the hell out of that with uh, 5,470 fans at our first Super Regional. Um, I would like to see Southern Miss because, you know, baseball stadium expansions aren't in anybody's budget right now. Not really. I mean, I know Ole Miss is fundraising and stuff, but a program like Southern Miss, an athletic department, I should say, like Southern Miss, doesn't have baseball stadium expansions in their budget currently with how things are going. That's a really tough thing to do. I would love to see Southern Miss, though, um, do little tweaks to the outfield and make it go from pole to pole. Uh, Obviously not on the batter's eye. But you've seen at East Carolina today what, you know, maybe clearing some trees or adding, like, some elevation so fans can stand along the fence. The roost is cool, but make it bigger. And that doesn't cost you really anything. Uh, allow people to go from pole to pole for weekends like this. So it's not like you're going to have empty bleachers out there, but but clear the space so that your fans can – you can have more people there. I mean, there's a cap on how many people can go to the games this weekend. Do it all the way, and it won't cost you much. That's what I would like to see them do. Ole Miss 902 says, if Ole Miss wins tomorrow and gets to the College World Series, do they have a legit shot to win the title? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm done. 
I'm done predicting anything about this team. Uh, I'm done because I get it all wrong. I get it all wrong. Uh, <laughs> every step of the way this season, I've been wrong. I've been right while simultaneously been wrong. So if I told you no, because I don't think that they've got national championship winning stuff, but but I didn't think they'd make the tournament. I didn't think they'd win a regional. I didn't think they'd win a super regional, although I did pick them to win the regional last week. But you get my point. I'm done. I'm done um, today. I'm, I'm done with that. So Ramsey says Calvin Harrison Wood played their best today when it counted more than ever. Wood delivered with a huge double and got his first RBI of the year. Good for him. What a story waiting for his chance to shine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That, that's uh, that's. There's a lot of really cool undertone stories going on with this Ole Miss team right now. Memphis Rebels tomorrow expects a 1-1 game going into the eighth. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, Hall's really, really good. But is there a more confident offense in America well, besides Tennessee and Ole Miss right now? Uh, Ramsey says, I must admit Southern Miss needs to have a stadium expansion. Even though I wish more Rebel fans could have come, they showed up and had a lot to cheer about. Yeah. And he says this, t- this year does uh, feel different. Just along the outfield wall. That's all they got to do. Colrep2000 says, UT fans didn't like my take of classless in that team's description today on social media. Um, You're right. When you lose and invoke class, you lose twice. You know, like you're seeing it in the NBA finals. Like the Warriors are doing the Boston's not classy thing. I mean, that is a a joke. Um, Sorry, I'm texting uh, my wife. Um, it's a joke. I mean, you, you lose twice when you do the when a team beats you, and you do the well. Well, they're not classy. Like you lose, but in this case, you're not you're, your team's not playing there, so you can just be a neutral observer and watch that. They're a great villain. Uh, they are. When when people say they're good for baseball, I don't think the way they act is good for baseball. I don't. I, I don't think there's any place for a lot of the things that they do in any sport. It's an embarrassment, a lot of it. But, buddy, if you're just a fan of of entertainment, if you just like being entertained, last night I was entertained. I have no rooting interest in Notre Dame, Tennessee, but I hate the way Tennessee acts, and I loved to watch them lose. But they're really, really, really good. They're a perfect villain, and if you're just in it for the entertainment, they, they bring that. Yeah, the whole, well, the umpire shouldn't be bad or else that wouldn't happen take is just is lunacy. There are so many things you can say to an umpire after a bad call that will not get you kicked out of a game. And on top of that, it was strike one in the count. It's not like he struck out. The whole thing was a joke. Yeah, Jason, you got they've been getting away with that all season. All season they've been getting away with stuff like that, so... A lot of Tennessee talking here. See, this This is why they're a perfect villain. I mean, we just had an all-Mississippi Super Regional, and people want to talk about Tennessee. Rightfully so. That's just perfect villain. 
Yeah, Ramsey. They, they, I mean, you just if one thing goes wrong, it's like the world is ending. But they're so good, they can bounce right back from it. They, they've got it all. What's his mile per hour? Yeah, Tanner Hall's going to throw mid to upper 90s through the duration of his start. And it's got good movement on it as well. I mean, he's he would be the Friday night ace on the majority of SEC staffs. He's he's very, very, very good. Very high level. Daniel says the Rebels have to win tomorrow if they want to make it to Omaha. If it goes to three, Southern Miss will probably win. The thing is, they've got to score. They've got to score. And I just don't... At this point, I'm not confident they'll be able to do it. I mean, even with Tanner Hall on the mound, you have got to score runs to win games. You know... The the best defense is a good offense or whatever. The best offense is a good defense. You got to score too. Chase says, I'd like to say, regardless of how tomorrow pans out, I maintain the same stance as I have all year. The fire Bianco movement is ridiculous. It was not. It was not. Now, if he makes the College World Series, it would be. But things change when circumstances change. I mean, if they would have missed the tournament, it would have been completely and totally justified. And by the way, it would have happened. It would have happened. Like, no, inarguably would have happened if they would have missed the tournament. Completely justified. Things change. How about Schlossnagel, Memphis Rebel says, going to Omaha in year one. It's a hell of a coaching job. That team doesn't pitch it well enough to be where they are, and yet there they are. So, it's easier said than done, but all they have to do is beat Auburn or Oklahoma State, and they're in the driver's seat. They've beaten Auburn once already this season. JP says, got to walk before you crawl. It took the College World Series run for the last true expansion. I think we all see these last two weekends in this season's total attendance calling for upgrades. Baseball is the university's national bell cow in sports. The only thing we're competing for a national title in. Yeah, but football is the revenue driver. This is kind of how it works. But it doesn't have to be major. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just platforms along the outfield fence so you can put people up on the up on the fence across the entire outfield wall. That's all you got to do. Before this year, you're right, Ole Miss fared well against mid to high mile per hour pitchers. Yeah, the, the high velocity stuff has kind of killed them this year. It didn't really today, though. I mean... Waldrop struck them out a bunch, but when they hit the ball, they hit it hard, and they produced runs in clutch situations, and they worked counts. So, JP says Tanner Hall is going to work three to four pitches mid-90s. He's lethal changing speeds and hitting spots. Rebels need to spoil pitches and chase pitch count up. He also says lots of people looking ahead in here. Tennessee baseball's made-for-TV is a made-for-TV team. I'm sure the media wants them in the World Series. The bad boys sell advertising. I personally like the style and classless swag. It's entertaining. They are made-for-TV. I mean, I spent a Friday night where I could have done how much other stuff where there was playoff basketball on. NBA Finals last night, right? 
and I watched college baseball. Why? Because of Tennessee. That's real. It's real. They're not really moving a national needle the way that people that cover the team think they are. And ratings will bear that out, but they got me. Ramsey, yeah, see, that's the thing with this other Miss team is can they score? I mean, they struggled to score against Army. They struggled to score against Kennesaw State. Um, You could see a very, very low-scoring game tomorrow. And Ole Miss got their first shutout of the year today. They did. It's hard to believe. Chase says, but they didn't miss the tourney. Well, yeah. I mean, again, things have things have changed. Obviously, things uh, things have changed. Um, JP says he peaked at the Tennessee game at the finals. Other finals. Fair enough. Fair uh, fair enough. Um, but I watched. I did. I was enjoying making memes. I'm a meme generator now. I found an app, and so I've been making memes. <laughs> but uh, but anyway. Yeah, big keys for tomorrow, guys, is uh, number one, can Tanner Hall. Can Tanner Hall shut down this Ole Miss lineup? Can he keep enough uh, – can he keep runs off the board to allow his offense to generate something for him? Um, the key for Ole Miss, like JP said earlier, is working counts. Um, wasting pitches, driving the pitch count up, and getting somebody other than Tanner Hall to pitch to them um, because he's going to be efficient. He's going to throw multiple pitches for strikes. This this is what he is. And on the flip side, is Hunter Elliott prepared for this kind of moment? I think he is, uh, but we'll find out tomorrow if truly he, uh, he is. I'm excited for that one. Uh, I'm going to go. I've got to go lay down. Um, but I will be live with you either immediately after the game ends or depending on how it's looking, uh, the final inning or uh, or two. Yeah, Memphis Rebels. So I, I will have the ability to start early just depending on outcome. What I'm afraid of, though, is uh, you know people that, that watch or listen like after it's over and like the first, what, 45 minutes or so are going to be talking about something that has already happened. You know what I mean? Uh, so yes, uh, at, at worst, it will be end of game. Very, very likely, I will fire it up uh, before the game ends tomorrow. So that uh, that will be that. So anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Like the video if you have not already. Like the video, please, on YouTube. Like the video. I appreciate you. Um, And I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow about 6 o'clock or so. And y'all have a good night. Enjoy yourselves. And I'll talk to you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.